everyone thinks that knows me recently just knows this, you know, crazy fucking freedom fighter out in the streets, you know, throwing blood and paint and banners and getting arrested and stuff. There's a major compassionate side to me where, you know, I've done so much work. I've raised millions of dollars with my artwork for the less fortunate, specifically our veterans and our disabled veterans. And, uh, um, you know, you don't see that. So I used to, you know, it used to, they used to have me on all the time, channel five, channel seven, uh, channel, all of them, everything, everything. And, um, CNN even had me on a few, a few times in the back in the past, but all of a sudden I became this devil, even though I was doing this same thing, same way aggressively, uh, I am the devil. Now I am the white supremacist, racist, you know, the, everything under the sun. And they don't even touch me with a 10 foot pole. Even if I just raised a million dollars and I saved a busload of babies going off a cliff, they want nothing to do with me. They fear me because I have a following. I have an audience. And who was my audience? It's the people that they hate. It's everything that they hate. So the good thing about social media is that I, I got to trickle onto that. Uh, but still, unfortunately, social media, I had close to half a million followers on my tic first TikTok. They don't like what I got because I'm speaking the truth. Gone. I'm on my fourth TikTok now. Back up to 80,000 fans, um, followers, which is nice. Instagram. I mean, I should have a lot more, but people tell me all the time, Scott, you posted something. I went to share it. I went to like it. They wouldn't let me. Gone. So I'm shadow banned. So it's, a you know, like you said, it's a double edged sword. It is great. And again, if I lost everything, I go out in that fucking street, whether it's in front of Facebook headquarters, the DA's office, the mayor's office, the White House. I will bring my art to the right to your fucking face. And I've always done that. everyone welcome back to another episode of the flex your freedom podcast thank you so much for tuning in today once again my name is dave brown and you know with censorship and cancel culture running through this country too many americans are afraid to speak up against tyranny or even question a narrative we've lost track of how many times people have come up to us and thanked us for what we're doing but those same people go ahead and tell us that they aren't speaking out in public because they are afraid that they will lose clients followers donors or relationships and we hope every one of these people soon understands the cost of their silence. But in the meantime, we have people like today's guest on the show. Scott Lebedo is an artist in Staten Island, New York, and for decades, he's used his art as a means to defend patriotism. More recently, he's been using his art and his platform as an activist, calling out corrupt politicians and raising awareness for causes he cares about. Now he's working with director and producer Christopher Martini to complete his documentary, Relentlessly Patriotic. In this episode, Scott shares his backstory and explains why he's gone all in on patriotism and defending freedom in ways most of us would never dare. So without further ado, here is myself, Barbara Allen, and Scott Lebedo. Hello, welcome to our new version of our podcast, our Flex Your Freedom show. We have taken a turn towards more of our true path based on what's happening in this world, based on how we've evolved, how we've grown. And we are super excited to bring you today's guest as one of our inaugural guests on our new platform of Flex Your Freedom. Scott Lobato, you are somebody that I have followed for a while and watched and studied and learned. And I think how I describe you to some people who are like, who's Scott? I'm like, I, I feel like you're the person who does things that a lot of us 
like dream, like would love to do, you know, we walk around in our heads, like this is what we're doing in our heads, but on the outside, we're just smiling and moving on, right? Like you're the guy who has no filter, who will just do the things that half the world is jealous and sort of wishes that they could do um, without the repercussions, right? We'd all do what you were doing if it was easy, Scott. Oh, there's um, repercussions. <laughs> yeah, I know. So you've been out there for years. A lot of people are just getting to know you over the past few years like I have. But when I dug back in you, I'm like, oh, I remember hearing about you. You're the guy that traveled to all the states and painted a flag in all the states and all the news outlets had you as like the person of the week you were celebrated you were you were a champion for our country scott are you are you considered a champion anymore um yeah yeah uh, my fan base has grown dramatically and uh what i was trying to do 30 years ago you know it's it's nice to see a lot of these creative people pop up now and painting the flag and you know using their creativity to fight the tyranny and stuff uh, but I'm, you know, I'm going to pop my bubble a little bit. I started doing this 30 years ago, you know, when I saw that patriotism back in the nineties took a nosedive and I went into the wonderful world of art in Manhattan to find my niche. And I just saw the hatred towards our flag and everything American. And as an artist, it really took me back and I couldn't fathom the fact that we artists have more freedoms than anybody. We we get to test those boundaries of the First Amendment more than anybody and the arts. And it just boggles my mind that the art community should be the most patriotic and the most grateful because of that First Amendment, because of that flag, because of the men and women who died so we can paint whatever the fuck we want. And I saw them biting the hand that, you know, feeds them. And at that point, I just said, I don't want any part of this. I don't care how rich and famous this art world can make me. I just can't. I just can't do it. You know, I come from Staten Island. You know, people ask, you know, you guys are from New York. You know, Staten Island. But the rest of you out there, people say, well, what's what's Staten Island? Well, I don't stand. What, 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 what is so magical about it? Staten Island is one of the five boroughs of the most liberal city, the greatest city in the universe. But yet Staten Island is also that little town in Wyoming, West Virginia, it's working people, it's civil servants, it's veterans, it's our cops, our firemen, like we own, that's where it all, it's all from. So I've always had that in my, in my soul as a young child and, you know, growing, growing up, you know, grandpa was in World War II and Nana had the flag out in the yard every day while we were playing. So I said, no, I'm, I'm not going this way. I'm going to bring this flag back to life. I'm going to bring patriotism back to life and it's going to be tough. And it was fucking tough. But at the same time, I noticed political correctness pop its ugly head up. And this was back in the 90s. And I said, now I, I got to use, you know, my my voice. I'm, I'm not a good speaker. I, I like I'm unfiltered. I'm you know, I don't pronounce my R's properly. I'm not that hoity toity Upper West Side fucking artist. You know, when people see me in another country, uh, another state, they're like, oh, you're an artist in New York City. Oh, OK. I'm like, no, 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 no. Give me a minute. And then uh, so that's where I, I've been fighting this politically correct, you know, cancel culture, you know, from the 90s. And everyone laughed at me. I was the tinfoil hat guy on the front page of the newspaper in handcuffs because this school didn't want to do the Pledge of Allegiance right after 9-11. You know, and then it just flowed from there and everybody left and nobody wanted to touch me. And I, you know, I, I see artists now that I know 10 years ago, they were desecrating that flag, but it's become a trend to be patriotic. It's a hot commodity. 
And again, back to pop my bubble, I was there from the beginning. So I embraced these people, but a lot of them were just jumping on a wagon because it's trendy, you know, ever since Trump became elected, you know, the flags, the flags. Uh, and that's what this documentary is about when I get, we'll get to that later on. Yeah. Do you think that some of these people too, um, who are just now swinging over and embracing patriotism and all that, do you think that some of them are, are doing so genuinely because they're like, oh shit, you know, they realize what's happened and it's kind of a better late to get involved than never kind of thing? Or do you think that there's as just as many or more of them are just doing, cause that's interesting that you say that because I've kind of thought that about a few people that I've seen in different areas, um, going the patriotic route. Um, but I, I found in our areas that most of the people, even if they're late coming, are more like, oh, shit, I can't believe I was this way. I better make up for lost time. Let's get on board now. Um, but there are a few, I think, that I've sort of picked out. Is he picked out? Uh, picked out as, it's it's, uh, it's bittersweet, bit this situation. Yeah. Like I said, there's those who are just jumping on this trend. Yeah. You know, as the true artist that I feel that I am, I consider myself a great artist, not because of the execution of my work. I'm not, the, I'm not, you know, Michelangelo. There's a thousand, 10,000 artists, 10 times better than me with their execution. It's that I follow nobody. I don't follow any isms. I don't follow any guidelines. And that's what should make me, I should be world famous, but I'm not because the art world does not like that. I did not succumb to their isms and their elitist leftist agenda. Yeah. So they hate me more, which actually brought me more attention from, you know, the masses of Americans who the art world pretty much took their tax dollars and punched them in the face with it. So it's nice for them to embrace somebody who's an artist, but has artwork that they can hang up. Uh, so the bittersweetness is that, yeah, there's a lot of wagon jumpers and okay, that's fine. But like you said, the good thing is, is that I do know a lot of creative people who are actually has just switched their whole fucking platform, their whole mentality. You know, I had a friend of mine who was a photographer, uh, this Asian guy, like, just a mess, just a genius photographer for 30 years. I know. Him. And he was always liberal. We're friends and we'd always have little disagreements. And I was at this rally that I had uh, here in Staten Island a few months ago and he was shooting and he just came up to me and whispered in my ear. He said, I'm with you now. <clears throat> and I, I swear to God, I get choked up right now yeah. because for him to fucking say that, you know, to say that to me, you know, was a, a wonderful thing. So I'm seeing a lot of people come over because it's so fucked up. How can you not see how bad it is? You know, I, I just, that's what just drives me crazy. And a lot of these people are, you know, intellectuals. They're well-read, they're well-educated. And they are now, they have, you know, I've always been the knuckle-dragging primitive ogre, you know, oh, America, America, look, you know. And I'm like, no, man, listen, listen. And, and now if you look at it, it's these excessive, progressive, violent, liberal folks who are the fucking knuckle draggers now. They're the fucking idiots, yeah. you know? And I, and I tell all my friends that are on my side, I said, when somebody comes over to you, because they're going to be coming over, do not gloat. That's one thing I do not do. I'm like, ha, ha I told you so, you fucking idiot. Nope, I, I, I swear to God, I embrace them. I don't make a thing. I don't make a post, you know? It's it's uh, so I see that happening, which is which is a good thing. I think the I think the patriotism thing, like you said before, being a hot commodity, you know, some people like yourself have always bled red, white and blue. Right. Other people, it takes a while for them to get pushed enough where they want to get vocal and they want to speak out. And I think 
when Trump got elected and the instant attacks on on that president after he got elected and everything that came with it from the you know Russia, Russia, Russia and the collusion and the dossier that was all crap and all BS, all lies. People are like, you know, right there that pushed enough people over the edge that they wanted to fly you know, red, white, and blue and do their patriotic apparel and their paintings and start speaking up and, and taking a stand. And I think that's what you're seeing a lot of now with everything that's going on at another level, you're seeing it even more. And now you have a voice like social media is like that double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. But now before, you know, you get to actually share your voice and your passion right there, you know, a, a custom audience that you're building for yourself, like on TikTok and all these other platforms. And that's just super powerful. It is. It's it's a shame because I used to be a regular on, you know, all the local regular networks. You know, when I did something, you know, everyone thinks, you know, that's what this documentary is also about. Everyone thinks that knows me recently just knows this, you know, crazy fucking freedom fighter out in the streets, you know, throwing blood and paint and banners and getting arrested and stuff. There's a major compassionate side to me where, you know, I've done so much work. I've raised millions of dollars with my artwork for the less fortunate, specifically our veterans and our disabled veterans. And, uh, um, you know, you don't see that. So I used to, you know, it used to, they used to have me on all the time, channel five, channel seven, uh, all of them, everything, everything. And, um, CNN even had me on a few, a few times in the back in the past, but all of a sudden I became this devil, even though I was doing this same thing, same way, aggressively, uh, I am the devil now. I am the white supremacist, racist, you know, the, everything under the sun. And they don't even touch me with a 10 foot pole. Even if I just raised a million dollars and I saved a busload of babies going off a cliff, they want nothing to do with me. They fear me because I have a following. I have an audience. And who was my audience? It's the people that they hate. It's everything that they hate. So the good thing about social media is that I, I got to trickle onto that. Uh, but still, unfortunately, social media i had close to half a million followers on my tick first tiktok they don't like what i got because i'm speaking the truth gone i'm on my fourth tiktok now back up to eighty thousand fans um followers which is nice instagram i mean i should have a lot more but people tell me all the time scott you posted something i went to share it i went to like it they wouldn't let me gone. so i'm shadow yeah. banned so it's a you know like you said it's a double-edged sword it yeah. is great and again if i lost everything I go out in that fucking street, whether it's in front of Facebook headquarters, the DA's office, the mayor's office, the White House. I will bring my art to the right to your fucking face. And I've always done that. And that's like that is such a sexy beast to, you know, because I, I, I my energy level is just beyond out of control. So I have to do this shit. You know, I, everybody's on the thing. And I understand that. You know, I'm sorry I'm rambling, but I understand that you know, why I've become so popular is because I am the voice of those who, you know, the cops, the firemen, the sanitation workers, whether the school teachers, anybody with a good paying job that will get fucking humiliated and fired if they say yeah. one thing, you know, yeah. and it's frightening. It's frightening. Yeah, so, you're like you're like a similar voice like Trump, right? You're you're saying what everyone else is thinking, right? You're giving them the voice that they're already exactly, you know, thoughts. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that you point out not the that 
point you made a little bit ago, the point to not gloat when people say, hey, I see this, I'm with you now, because I see a lot of people on both sides who are gloating, but mostly, you know, on our on the conservative side now, or I'm, I'm not even conservative, I'm registered independent, but it doesn't matter, right? I'm automatically painted as one one way because I don't think there is such a middle anymore. I think you got to be over here to get us centered, but that's a whole other path. Um, but I see a lot of people now like just saying, I fucking told you so I fucking told, and that doesn't do all that does is just piss people off. And so I, I always cringe when someone says that I'm like, you know, use your inside voice for that. Think what you want right. to think, but like, say just like, this is, I'm not guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it makes yeah, fucking asshole. About fucking time. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah. Like call, call me up and say, I'll, I'll put my email. Anyone who wants to gloat, you know, call me or send me an email, gloat to me and, and be nice to them. Right. Because we need more people to kind of, to, to come around and to work together and help us. And I think Scott also that, you know, you can't beat the person who doesn't quit. It doesn't matter like how squash we, I mean, it does matter. Right. But you're, what we're seeing now and we're seeing in Canada and we're seeing here is that these people, we're not going to stop, you know, especially I think, I think they kind of cut the numbers of people down along the way. Like you said, people were forced between putting food on the table or speaking their minds or getting that medical procedure they didn't want. When it comes to it's easy for us to say, don't get it if you don't want it. But when you know you have a three-year-old who needs diapers and you're not gonna be able to get it, you know, you you can't fault someone for making the choice that they need to make at that time. But the people who've managed to kind of go through that funnel and are still standing solid. And then all the people who've had to give in a little bit, but are still ready are still standing solid, even though they've had to take a couple steps back, they're still there, right? We're still here. None of us are going away. We're not stopping. You're not stopping. You're getting more support. Your documentary is going to really kind of, I think, attract people to you and, and, or attract people to your message. And I think, um, I think it's more important that people see you coming forward and doing these things because yeah, they are extreme, like splashing red paint on the street, right? That's a little like extra, like beyond what people are gonna do, but did it get the point across? Yes. And yeah. it's, I, I think these things have to be done in tandem. The protests and the rallies are one thing. We have you out there doing your thing. We have other people doing out there, out there doing their thing. I think it's, I think we have to have people like you, Scott. We have to have people who are going to do something different, who are going to do something extra. And you're willing to take the falls, man. You, how many times you've been arrested? Roughly. About a, about a dozen, about a dozen times. <laughs> a dozen times. Like that's, I imagine that sucks. I imagine that just sucks to be arrested. You know, I hope I never find out. But, it, it's but. what sucks is like one time I had to get around. I had to do a Friday protest and I never, never protest on Friday. Uh, back in Why the day, is that? Friday equals central booking for the weekend. OK. And oh, that's, OK. Gotcha. You are with hardened criminals for 72 hours from room to room. And it's horrendous. But I had to make that point. I, you know, I said, don't do it, Scott, but it had to be done for that moment. And I knew it was going to be ugly and it was ugly. You know, a lot of times it's just in and out, sometimes probation, sometimes fines. Um, but again, it's like, do I, you know, my poor parents, I drove them fucking crazy. You know, they didn't get it until later on in life. They kind of saw, you know, why I was doing this like everybody else. Like, you know, they'd be like, oh, like Scott on the six o'clock news and handcuffs, that crazy fucking guy. He's crazy, that artist. I'm trying to tell you something, people. I'm trying to tell you. And that's another good, rewarding thing that people like, I fucking get it now. I fucking get it. Why you stopped the match at the U.S. Open to sing the national anthem 
when you weren't invited to sing the national anthem because they refused to do it because they didn't want to offend the foreign players. And it also happened to be one week before 9-11, which was a real fucking thing, uh, crazy thing. Um, so, yeah, and, and back to the other, the, the point is, you know, the, the labeling and everything. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, do I want to be called a conservative artist? No, I'm a fucking artist. All the 99.9% liberal artists that are liberal, obviously, we all know that, which is fine. I, I get along with some of them. They don't call them, oh, this is Joe Smith, the liberal artist. No, no, no this is Scott, the conservative right wing. You know, they throw that in there, but it, it doesn't affect me. But I want to I say this, you know, in, in a nutshell, what, what, what the problem is, why we're at where we're at right now. And uh, I, I find it very simple is that we, we look, I, I, I hang out with people, you know, a lot of friends that are very liberal and we disagree on a lot and we have discourse and stuff uh but we we get along somehow and i love that if i hung out with everybody who thought like me i would jump off the fucking bridge you know i'm an artist i need the adrenaline i need the excitement so there's a part of me that does enjoy what's happening right now because uh i think it's necessary sadly um because in my opinion i think the problem lies a few years back that, uh, again, my point I'm trying to make is that America is supposed to be balanced, you know, and every so many generations, you know, like the 60s was a little extra left. And then we went to the 80s, with a little extra right. You know, there's always a scale that it goes like this, like this. And then we eventually meet in the middle. But what happened was a few years back, the left, the radical left, the biggest mistake that was made was that they went too far radical left. And that's where you got Donald Trump. That is the number one reason that Donald Trump came into our lives, because the masses, OK, the 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 the, the masses of America, everybody thinks that the cities run everything because that's all you see about the cities, the cities, the cities. There's eight million in New York. Uh, there's 10 million in California and Los Angeles or whatever. But the other 280, 300 million people are the fucking gears, the working people that that run this fucking machine, that don't give a fuck if you're fucking a goat or your, your son's gay or if you're trans. They don't give a fuck. Trust me. I've been through this country three times over. I know these people. They give two fucks. But when you change their lives and push it upon them and regulate them and have their little girl go into a bathroom with a six-foot fucking hairy gorilla man in a fucking skirt, and this is, you know, this just goes on and on, these people had it. And now the conservatives, they call they can call us whatever we want. They can call these people. They don't care what they're called, but they have fucking had it. And that's that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. So to fix this whole thing, the left has to fucking reel it in. Go moderate. Even my Democratic friends, I said, do yourself a favor. I know you're never coming over to my side, but if you're going to vote for a Democrat, vote for a moderate Democrat. Trust me, this is the only way that this is going to get fixed. Yeah. Good luck with that. All right. Let's talk about uh, your documentary here. Rel Relentless Patriot. That's what you titled it. Yeah. 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 How long have you been working on this? Um, for the last year, year and a half. Uh, okay. This gentleman, I've been wanting to do something for a while because, again, uh, not to be narcissistic, but I think it is a very interesting concept because I am a conservative patriotic artist in a liberal city. And I've always fought the grain as my by myself i never had anybody with me now there's again we talked about that there's creative 
uh, conservatives that are popping up now that are backing me up and coming around to my things. But I was always by myself, one man. And I've done it all. And, and, and you know, 99% of the documentaries you see about artists are about there. The artists is the left liberal artist. You know, again, fine, but this is fucking unique. There's only one. It was me for 30 years. And there's a lot of blood and guts and beauty and, you know, emotion. I was an artist since I'm a little kid, so it starts when I'm a child. And how I get into the patriotic bug, where that came from, how that punched me in the face and how I, you What's know. that? Let me ask, what was that moment? What that was that patriotic face punch? That, that was back in the 90s, like I said, when I went to go okay. find myself, my niche as an artist. Yeah. And uh, I saw, you know, I just saw the hatred towards America and the flag. And I and I said, and it punched me in my face, right in my face. Yeah. And artists really, it takes their lifetime to get their calling. And that was my calling. I said, you are going to bring that flag back to life. You're going to paint it on buildings, cars, houses, people, whatever. You're going to just do it and bring that thing back to life through the unusual suspect, art. Yeah. And so, and that, you know, so it's about that. It's about my, you know, my work with the veterans and it's very powerful stuff, you know, holes in my shoes. And here I am donating paintings and money to help these, you know, the greatest people that gave me my life to be this crazy artist, that, you know, like Scott, what's with the flag, you know, and I, and it's about the flag, the, the movie it's, you know, there's, there's interviews with cops and firemen and military People that don't like me, I got interviews with. I got some ex-girlfriends in there. You know, it's the real deal. It's not all, I don't want it to be pretty. I want it to be the fucking story. Yeah. And, you know, the punchline is, you know, that flag, you know, and just the beauty of freedom, you know. And am I excessive with my freedom? You're damn straight I am. You know, these men and women that I, you know, Scott, wow, come to this. You know, we're having, I'm like, no, I got to go help this veteran. I'm raising some money for him. Well, why? He, he, he could do it tomorrow. I'm like, this guy's in a fucking wheelchair with no legs and one arm. We just got back from Afghanistan and he's drinking a beer with his buddies, not bitching about anything. And I'm going to hang out with him. I'm going to help him and raise some fucking money for him because I'm nothing without him. Nothing. Nothing. So it's about teaching people how to respect our veterans, which has finally come around. You know, for the many years, people didn't even give a fuck. They, oh, yeah, great, great. And I taught, you know, my young nephews and friends, like you see that guy with the big beard and the tattoos and the leather jacket that says Vietnam and he looks like he wants to kill everybody. Go over there and say, welcome home and just walk away. Right. Yeah. And that'll make his fucking week. Trust me. And it'll make you feel good, too. So it's about that, you know. Scott, are you working with uh, Chris Martini? Is he the. Yes. The one, you know, Chris, we we know his brother. Yeah. Okay. Yes. we're we're, we're, like we're connected and friends on on some of the social media platforms too, but you know, we got to know his brother. We've had him on the show max before. Um, so yep. Chris, I think I saw the Hunter when you just, when you uh, unveiled the Hunter biting painting uh, in front of Hunter's, um, uh, art gallery. Yeah. The gallery. Yeah. So Chris Martini actually, you know, it's funny. He came, that's what I was getting to a point before I've been wanting to do something for a while, documentary and everything just never gets because it's hard to find somebody in that business. That's on our side who thinks like us. (laughs) And, you know, do it myself. I couldn't afford it. And eventually, so he came to interview me for something else over a year ago to be in another documentary he was creating about politics and patriotism. And he sat with me for two hours and interviewed me. And at the end, he said, I'm scratching that. We're doing your documentary. And I was like, fuck, yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so really it's, cool. it's, yeah, it's all about, you know, again, there's so many. I've done thousands of these protests that nobody knows about. 
that are just, you know, from 30 years. And it's just, it's like really fucking crazy fucking shit. I, I'm going through some of this shit and I'm like, I cannot believe that I fucking dressed up like a Christmas tree and walked around. I, I can't believe that I did this. Anyway, so it's a beautiful piece of art and the message that I'm trying to do. And that's why I wanted it out this year, this summer. It's going to be released because November is it. If we do not get that house and send it back, we're really fucked. And yeah. everyone's like, what about 2024? I'm like, fuck that. That's a million miles away. A house and sentence. So I know this movie, once it hits and gets out there and people see it, it'll definitely inspire them. It'll change some people's minds and I'll get them off their ass. If not even, not to do what I do, but to get the fuck over there in person and vote for the right fucking way to fix this fucking mess. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you're so passionate about our veterans, too. You know, I told you my husband was killed in Iraq. Right. And there was um, a lot of just insanity attached to that he was murdered by another soldier or was a court martial. They acquitted the guy who pled guilty. It was like in, just sheer insanity. Right. Um, but in that time, since then, I became even really immersed in the military community and in both in nonprofits and professional capacity and now just with people. I, I work with or I know or I collaborate. We have a lot of veterans that we work with. And I can tell you um, that even for every veteran or military family member that you're going to meet, that you get to, to see the gratitude for what you're doing, there's probably 50 or 100 more of us who watch you online and just appreciate what you're doing because it means it means a lot to people who've given so much or people who have lost someone who gave their lives you know, for it to see people coming forward and willing to put things on the line. I get really sort of pissed off at people who are like, oh, I'd love to do this, but I can't. And I'm not talking about the teacher or the cop who's gonna lose their job. I'm talking about like the celebrities or the multi multi-millionaires who don't wanna lose a client or even a nonprofit who doesn't wanna lose a donor. You know, I, I get a little like, I have to kind of calm myself down before going on a rant to them. Um, because really? I know nothing about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> when people say, I, I want to do this, but they don't want to give up that. I'm afraid I'm going to lose a social media following. I'm like, really? Because, you know, look what everybody's losing to, to do that. But that's a whole other tangent uh, that I typically don't go on, except for in private. So and I just want to say that to you right here, out here publicly, to thank you on behalf of families like ours for, for doing that and for being willing to take the hits because without people like you who are willing to to take those hits and go out there, like we are doomed. You know, we don't all, we're not all gonna put on a uniform. We're not all gonna serve in the military or serve our communities as law enforcement or whatever capacity we serve. But it is the heart of the blue-blooded American, you know, who's gonna go out there and stand up. And we are the, we are the final line, yeah. you know? Yep. We, are, yep. we are the final line behind the thin blue line. There's us, you know, like we're, the, we're, we're right behind them. And if all those other lines fall, we're all that's left. So we have to be ready. So that was just that. I wanted to make sure I get that in and thank you for that. Um, Scott, how much, what's the gap in where you are now and the funding that you need to get the documentary? Roughly. We're just about finished up. We just did the last round of interviews a couple of days ago. And uh, now it's all the editing and the licensing because, you know, there's got to be certain music and, you know, uh, there's tons of footage of me on all these news programs that we need snippets of. Uh, there's graphics and stuff. And, you know, I got to say this, this, this is what pisses me off is that, you know, there's so many new followers of mine, but that people have to understand that I, I did make a sacrifice never compared to, you know, what your husband did or any of these. I, I always have to say that I never, I didn't have the balls to do what they did, but I made some massive sacrifices 
Yeah, uh, no shit. That's what, that's what I was just saying. Like, yeah. it really has. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think of it like that. But at this point, I am because I'm looking at like George Soros, who hands out billions of dollars to any creative fucking jackass as long as they are bringing down this country. And here I am, you know, I, I, I honestly, I don't have a pot to piss in. You know, and as soon as I make my money, it goes right to another fucking rally, another project, another sculpture for some little kid that died of some disease that I just broke my heart and everything and so on and so on. And I'm asking for a hundred fucking thousand dollars. And I know that we have George Soros's out there on this side. I know they yeah. do. We, ha- we are the capitalists. And I'm like, you know, and I got it. And it's all these working people that are throwing me a hundred bucks, five hundred, ten dollars. And that's beautiful. I love it. It means so much to me. But I just can't fathom the fact that nobody is out there. Are they afraid of me? Is that what it is? You know, you could be anonymous. You know, it just breaks my heart that, you know, and people, you know, my haters would be like, ah, look at him again, begging for money. So we could. Yeah. Yeah. I like my fucking martinis and my cigarettes. All right. So I get a little bit of a reward, but I ain't got no yacht, no fucking mansion. And, you know, it's it, it's all about the fucking movement. It ain't about me. I, I, I can't emphasize. Like I said, 30 years ago, I could have stayed with that artwork, succumbed to their isms. I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I'd be some hoity-toity fucking gazillionaire famous artist. If it was about that, I would have done that other, I would have took that other fucking path. I'm getting angry because I, I just, it, it burns me up that I know the money's out there and, you know, uh, it'll trickle in, but I notice a couple of big fucking players out there just fucking... You know, this is not about me. It's yeah. about the fucking movement. I'm just a jackass, crazy maniac running the fucking thing. <laughs> I do appreciate that. And I know that a lot, um, there is going to be people who who are in our viewership or are in, who are in our community uh, who do have the capacity to help and support. And again, that's why I wanted to get your story out there and, and let people understand why we are going to be putting this out there, why we're going to be sharing it, why we're going to be encouraging people to support, because it's not about buying you a new car or sending you on vacation or something like you're really What's going vacation? out there. What the <laughs> fuck is a vacation? Right. You send other people on vacations. Um, but so, you know, you're really out there. You're literally getting the handcuffs on your wrist. You're getting hauled off to jail and not because you're being violent. I want to say too. I want to correct that. Like you've been arrested gazillions of times, but not for violent, not for anything violent. You never hurt anyone. You're just protesting. You're doing your version of a peaceful protest with, with paint and canvas and artwork. And you're just in places where people don't want to hear what you have to say. And you're standing the ground for the rest of us so that we can stand up there behind you. So, um, Please, anybody who is listening, um, who has the capacity to support, we're going to pop up the links here uh, in this episode. We're going to share them out. Scott, we're going to continue tracking your progress um, as we as you move forward. And we're going to be popping this out. Are you going to be doing a premiere in New York? Yes, um, in Staten Island, uh, my hometown. And then it's going to move around to uh, I got a big fan base in many of the states, but especially in the East Coast. So Florida, North Carolina, Fayetteville, big, um, Fayetteville's my second home. Uh, Old military Fort Bragg. I love it down there. I got a lot of flag murals and stuff. And uh, so it's going to pop up in different places. And then we're going to pitch it uh, to, you know, the streams, you know, Netflix, uh, Amazon and stuff like that. I think that's going to go. Are you anticipating pushback on pitching this content to those platforms i don't think so because the timing is right because the yeah. audience is there now you know 10 years ago eh, you know but the audience is there now and people are gonna want to see it you know they're yeah. gonna want to see it so that's where they have the power you know what i mean um but uh 
Yeah. So, you know, people, you need to, once you go to my link, you know, there's a, there'll be a poster and there'll be some blue text that says click here. When you click on that, it gives you options to how to donate yeah. or whatever. But once you click on those things, it comes up, there's a video that shows a little bit of what it's about. And I got a ton of pictures and stills of, you know, my antics, my flag work, my better, you know, so the story's right there. So if you're not even sure, even if you don't fucking donate and you want to learn a little bit more about me than what you know, click on it and you'll really be like, oh, this fucking guy's out of his mind, but in a good way. <laughs> if nothing else, you'll be entertained, but you're going through a lot of effort just to entertain people, right? That's not where, if you just wanted to entertain people, there are a lot easier ways that you could be doing that. So yeah, uh, you know, I, I am kind of an entertainer because I'm yeah. very animated. So right. that's where the beauty is. I don't know how much time I got. The beauty is, is uh, I have a tremendous young fan base. I, I It's like, so I go some, sometimes I go into a bar and it'd be 20 somethings, 19, 20 somethings. And they treat me like I'm fucking Justin Bieber. Oh my God, it's him. And you know, it's nice. I like the accolades, but the beauty is, is that I'm catching the younger fucking yeah. kids. And if it's because of my cursing and my animation, but they so get the it. message, yeah. they're getting the fucking message. And yeah. that moves me. Scott, I got a, I got a question for you. If you could give us a little like insight in terms of, you know, this whole process of building out this documentary and, and all the clips and, and the memories that you've put together in the process to, to make it complete. What's one of your, your favorite moments, you know, throughout this you know, journey of yours that you had that, that really resonates with you the most? It's hard to say because every single one of them, and there's thousands of different things that are not going to be able to fit in this hour and a half documentary. Um, it's hard to say, but, uh, you know, working with the veterans is number one, yeah. you know, that's number one. That's my most, that's my reward. You know, when I have nothing, <clears throat> they move me hard not to get moved by them. <clears throat> uh, that, and then, uh, you know, a couple of the really big protests, uh, you know, like singing the, the, the national anthem at the U S open in front of you know, a packed house, you know, right before 9-11 happened and getting dragged out of there. But I sang the whole thing, you know, and there was no media footage. <laughs> they all saw it. The media saw it. Nobody filmed it because, God forbid, this primitive fucking NASCAR loving fool who knows nothing about tennis except Anna Kornikova at the time. If you know what I mean, excuse me. Uh, that's what brought me to tennis. So and then just to disrupt this thing was uh, and make my point, you know, stuff like this. There's so many. It's, it's hard to say. And the other thing is, I'm not seeing any of this footage. He's doing it interviews. I don't know nothing. Yeah. I give him what I give him everything. He puts it together. And then eventually I'll see it before we complete it to put my two cents in. But uh, I, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, you know, I never have time to appreciate things because it's right after I get off the phone with you, I got something to do. I got something to, I got to paint this. I got to get that done. So I don't, I don't get to appreciate you appreciate what I do. When a veteran thanks me, I forget. I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, thanks. It was nothing. And then, you know, I realized, hey, that's a good fucking thing I did. You know, it takes I don't have time to think about that. So it's the same thing with this, but I'm getting excited. Uh, it's going to bring some hell upon me, too, though. You know, the haters hate me. Oh, and bring, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Hey, <laughs> if everybody loved me, I wouldn't be doing the right thing. You're not that's doing it. your job. One thousand percent. Yeah. All right. Um, so what is your advice then to the to Americans across the board who are who want to do something, who want to speak up, but are maybe a little nervous about it or like on the verge, you know, and again, they don't have to go do the extent that you're going to, but what are some ways that people can speak up, that people can come forward, that people can be a part of this 
of this movement that you are doing in your own way? How can other people find find that thing that they could do to be a part of it in their way? Number one, what pisses me off the most is when people constantly, thousands of people message me pissed off. I can't believe it. I'm getting fired, this and that. And then they don't show up my fucking rally that I have for them. You know, ah, I had to get the house down the shore, so I took the kids there. Okay, well, then shut the fuck up and don't, don't get the fuck out there. Get out there. You don't have to throw paint. You don't have to do just be a force. Let them see. Look what's happening to our friends in Canada. Canadians, we for all these years, eh, they're soft up there, eh, a bunch of, eh, they don't do it. And they, oh, look at these Americans, these fat eat hamburger eating Americans. And look where we are right now. Without politicians helping us come together, just the point, just the, the freedom, they're coming, they're coming out. So that's getting a lot of people riled up. So show up, especially you parents. You parents are the future of this country. As, as respectful as I am towards our military and our, some of the politicians that do a right, uh, their right thing, they did their job. It's your job now because you hold the future. What's the future? Your fucking kids. And when your kids are being told what to do in school or, or their medical procedure, wearing a mask, you get the fuck in their faces. You don't have to be violent. You don't have to do anything illegal. It's called Amendment 1. Use it. Don't have to go overboard, but use it. And one more thing, I feel very optimistic about the future. Everyone's like, it's over, it's over. It's not over. I agree. Look, just look around, watch, get off the fucking CNN and get off the mainstream media and get on social media. You know where to find people, the right people to follow. I have a lot of liberal friends too, Scott, and I get the same pushback that you do, but I love the conversation that I have with them too, you know? But I'll say something like, voices like you, like ours, like all the other people out there that are speaking up, who have that influence online, who are patriotic, who are freedom loving, who speak, who really been speaking up over the past you know, couple of years. I feel like those are the that's the reason why the pendulum is swinging. It's the compound effect of all those voices standing up and speaking out together. And I get laughed at when I say that. But if, if there wasn't like this movement happening, we wouldn't be seeing what's happening. We wouldn't see the pendulum sh shift. It would just be it would actually be continuing to be shifting the other way. And so I'm grateful for folks like you who've taken upon themselves, you know, in terms of your even your life's work uh, to take that stand and and promote all the things that make this country you know, what it is. Cool. So, Scott, when people want to find out more about you, um, what's the website? Where can they go? Where can they connect with you? Uh, my website is scottlobedo.com. Uh, just my name, S-C-O-T-T-L-O-B-A-I-D-O dot com. And you can see all my work on there and. Again, check out the documentary stuff. It's interesting and if you don't donate. Um, and then just I'm on Instagram, TikTok. You know, I try to do Twitter, but I can't do everything. It's all over the place. I'm all, I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. Just Google my name. You'll be there for months looking. Holy shit. This is what he did. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. You know, it's it's uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm a f fucking pyrotechnic. So we're going to do what we can to support and promote you. Well, as, it uh, means you know, a lot. Yeah, really, yeah, really. 1, yeah, we appreciate, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. And uh, I'll see you at the premiere. All right, everyone. There you have it. That wraps up another episode of the Flex Your Freedom podcast. I'd like to personally thank Scott Lobedo for being here as well. If you're not following Scott on social media, make sure you do so. You can re-listen to this podcast episode, get the show notes, watch the video interview, and we'll include links to his social media profile so you can follow him on social. You can do all of that by going to greatamericansyndicate.com forward slash newsletter. 
Again, we appreciate you being here today. Don't forget to become a member of our association, the Great American Syndicate. You can go to greatamericansyndicate.com to learn more and also shop our store at shopgreatamericansyndicate.com. We have some awesome patriotic apparel. It's all made in the USA. So please check that out as well. And we will see you next week. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you really are. Mm 